Hello, welcome to UAlbany Student Stories, a podcast made by students for students. I am your co-host today. My name is Sophia. I am your co-host and editor. My name is Ryan. And I am marketing and a third co-host. <laughs> and our guest today is Claudia. Welcome and thank you so much for being here. Thank you guys for inviting me. Of course. So you have, there's an art exhibit. Tell me about it. So um, the University at Albany's um, special collections, the museum, the library, and the this part, the Department of Language, Literatures, and Cultures have all worked very hard to put this uh, completely bilingual exhibition. It's called Libros Artes, Handmade Books from Latin America and the Caribbean. And this exhibition is like nothing I've I'd seen before because Libros Arte really break that barrier, that separation between a book is a book and art is art. It mixes them. It blends both as a as a process of creation where right. the person doesn't have to decide, oh, this is the art part and this is the book part, but they're they're combined, they're mm-hmm. intertwined. There's an appreciation for both and almost this uh, aesthetic that you can uh, appreciate with it. I love that. So I guess I have some questions of like, what is to come next with the Libros Altes? For example, I know last semester there was a panel on the Libros Altes to have a conversation with what is in the text and the art that the book is made from or what is used to create the book. And I know that there was also, we did the workshop together, but there was to make your own Libro Alte. And I know that that was something that we also did. So I don't know if you know about any other panels, exhibits, or workshops that are also to come with that. So um, putting this exhibition together has been uh, a a lot of work that's been going on for a long time behind the scenes. Um, First of all, uh, Jesus Alonso Regalado, who's who pretty much is is the creator of this exhibition who has gone around Latin America collecting these books. That um first part of the exhibit took uh, a lot of time, a lot of uh research, traveling for him to go meet with the editorials, go uh network uh his way around the cartoneras community, which are the editorials that uh, produce these books and facilitate uh, the workshops, the talks, the ferias del libro, the book fairs um, to make this this work visible. Um, and, and this is what this exhibition is um, is about making making this work visible and not only the work but the resource of you can make your own book. That that idea oh, that, that was that. it was so foreign to me when when I was like a liberal art. What is that? Oh, it's a book that that you can make yourself. You you could and and it could take because your many. imagination can take you anywhere. That's 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 the magic of it. That every every book is unique. Every book has its magic. Even even if they are, um. Re- uh, recreations of mm-hmm. other of, of previous works that the the person that makes it makes it their own and um so for the exhibition first of all um gathering all of the all of the books 
was a lot of work. Uh, Jesus Alonso regalado our or our librarian. He um, went to Mexico. He went to Cuba. He traveled around the entire Cuban island, meeting with editorials. And, and then over here, when the books got to the university, our special collections department work was amazing in cataloging all of those books, uh, making sure to have them protected. Because mm -hmm. since they are handmade, since they are unique, they need uh they need to be taken care of. You can't hey. yeah, they're fragile. Yeah, and, and that is that is not um that is not a concept in, in today's society to treat right. books as fragile things. Like Well, I think because, you know, with so much technology we I don't know if, you know, that many people I'm sure a lot of people still pick up a book, but you know, with Kindles and online books, you know, it's something that still exists, books, and, you know, they carry a lot of information, beauty, and history. And I love how you're explaining how each book is different. And also, it reminded me of how each person is different in their own ways and how that can stand almost as a metaphor for the person that created their own book. So that's very beautiful. Yeah, I was going to even say, like, um, for the binding, for example, on a hardcover and a softcover book, the binding is a little bit different. So if I toss that book, if I chuck it against the wall like it might have a dent in it but it's pretty much still intact right with these they're made in such a way that they can even be fragile mm -hmm. to the point where even you just touching it could rip a piece off mm -hmm. so like it de depending on the book so like it's also just like the way in which it's made like right. i feel like one has more i don't want to say care but i feel like a little bit more care put mm -hmm. into it into the creation process. Right, right. And, and, and exactly, and in this exposition of Libros Arte, that is, one of the, that is one of the main things. It breaks with the idea of the traditional book. Book to be, and, and actually the exhibition, the first part of the exhibition, it um, starts with the question, what is a book? And oh, that's a great question. And, and to us, it's like, Hardcover, softcover, right. pages. It, it's it, it's 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 one thing. But for Libros Arte, for example, there are books that are little frascos. How do you say frascos? Um, little containers, yeah. like little salt and shake, uh, salt, salt and, and pepper containers right, right. that have a small manuscript inside with a little poem or with a little oh. saying. Some of them have lavender and sage. Some of the little. Um, now I'm here trying to translate to English the little containers and oh it was so nice to see those it's like pepper and salt shakers they're like like um, these little like tiny you know, these little bottles where you put like sand oh or, I know what yes. you're talking about yep yeah they're like little containers yeah I'd mm -hmm. say that yeah that's yeah, yeah. Um, or or a manuscript that you that would that you would just pull out open and mm -hmm. you're like and yeah. You know that is not a book in the traditional sense right. of 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 a book, but it 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 is a way of transmitting knowledge, transmitting feelings. It has words, but it also has right. and there's art. visual beauty that's different in every way because a book is you know has the hardcover sometimes you know um and then the pages, but this you know with uh, libros arte that sounds so beautiful, creating how you want it to be, you know. Uh, aesthetic and appealing to the eye. And I love that. I love that idea. Yeah. 
tell me, I am interested, how long has this been in the works or how long has this been going before you guys got it up and running? So um, I know that uh, the collection of the books have been going on for over a year. Wow. The exhibition opened this fall semester and mm-hmm. it's going, I am not sh- exactly sure when it's going to be uh, taken down, but it's going to be up and running at least for the end of this of this semester so you guys listeners go to the museum please go check we it have. out it sounds amazing shout out to professora kresner and Yay. to jesus alonso regalado he's um the bibliotecario the librarian for the llc and um dr ilka kresner is a professor and she is also the one um running the exhibit so shout out to them for existing amazingly <laughs> yeah the um this exhibition it 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 is bilingual and that is the first exhibition that is bilingual that has been here in the Uobian wow. Museum. So the exhibition itself means also resilience of, of the Latino community of we are making this exhibition for both communities, for Spanish speakers, for English speakers. We are taking this the books themselves. Um some of them come in bilingual versions. Some of them come written in English because even though they are made in Latin America, they are uh they they also make copies in English for for an English speaking audience. Uh, Los libros artes are an attempt to 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 um to show resistance to the traditional printing press to um not only make the literature the words available to everyone but to make the making a book process available to everyone which is a revolutionary idea because Mm -hmm. literature and bookmaking has been limited to the editorials to to the the big companies that that have um in a way taken taken the the ability to produce and reproduce knowledge to themselves they have right. monopolized on that and libros arte break with break with that um with 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 that barrier of who gets to create a book and who gets to tell their stories yeah i think that speaks a lot to like the representation that's happening in the us we me and bianca actually just attended an event yesterday um Jose's event where we got to hear a poet, a Latin American poet from Puerto Rico, talk about his art and his poetry and how it, it wasn't necessarily a struggle to get it, you know, published, but the attention isn't always on Latin American writers. And I think this exhibit is a superb example of how you don't have to fight everything to get, you know, what you need as far as published. This is something that is so cultural and so fantastic that it like people want to show it. And I think there's been such a change as of recently, as far as like, you know, the voices have been pushed down. It's more like an upbringing. Like we want to hear your voice. We want to hear what you have to say. We want to see what you make. And I know Bianca was showing me some pictures before this of the actual books. And I was astonished. I mean, yeah, how the pages had the maize in them or how um, there was a flower and it was like how to use the flower by the gods. Those things I think are so important. And I, yeah, I think it also like goes to almost 
exemplify a concept that I've been learning a lot in my class with Professor Serrano is magical realism and how these books are taking from the culture and taking from where they're actually from and making it something so real. Like I, magical realism comes to my mind when we talk about that flower. What was the fl name of that flower? Um, there was Perejil and there was Albaaca. I think it was. The Albaaca was the first one I showed you. The Albaaca one. And you said it had like the connotation of how the gods would use it or how to yeah. use it to get like the healing powers, right? Yeah. So Yerbas Poderosas is a book Powerful from. Yeah, yeah. They're from a Cuban editorial house. Um, I know a lot because I was even like the Cuban editorial house because I'm just <laughs> insane. Um, but no, when I first saw the book, I was like, I asked him, I said, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm like, there's pieces of the corn, there's pieces of the ajo, there's pieces of the cebolla in here. And they said, yes, they took parts of those like plants or vegetables and they basically they um, cured it mm -hmm. to dry it out and they put it in the paper as they were making the paper. That's amazing. And specifically for the albahaca and the perejil, they didn't, um, they couldn't dry it. In. Like it just wouldn't stick it was just right. kind of breaking apart because it was so thin so they did a watercolor like drawing of it and in each page it says what god is dueño or owns that like specific um i'll say like plant and how it's beneficial for them or just why they like it in general and then it'll give you step by steps of why is this plant beneficial? For example, for ajo, it said it's good for nausea. It's good for arthritis. It's good for like thinning your blood. If you get blood clots, right. um, they were saying these are different ways to prepare it. You can either make it into a paste. Some people were saying to boil it in the water, like depending on what you need it for, they had a way to make it. And it's not just with ajo, but with every, um, basically every vegetable plant in there. And when I read it, I just... I don't know. I felt like we're just being healed in two ways. We're being healed spiritually and physically. Like just touching this, I know like I am connected to something more. And that healed me spiritually. And then to know that I can go to nature and to the Masaya to heal myself physically with what they gave me, the gifts they gave me. It was just a conversation like that. But I actually wanted to ask Claudia, well, Kind of a few questions just so that people have more context. Um, do you remember why um, Libros Antes started or where it originated from? Um, so, yes, let me, we've talked about a lot. So Sorry, I kind of let's, switched. Yes, <laughs> let's, um, let, Libros Antes started as, as many good, um, Ideas start like uh, necessity is the mother of of inventions. Is that is that the saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. There was a very very bad um, economic crisis in Argentina in two thousand and three. There's always a crisis in Argentina. <laughs> I'm Argentine, so I can say that there's always a crisis. Um, so um, cartoneros in the original sense of the word were people picking cardboard from the trash. And, and, and at some point it snapped in someone, in the creators and the founders of, of Eloisa Cartoneras, which was the first um, cartoneras of uh, editorial of the world. Um, they, they were like, we, we could be, 
making stuff with with these cartones, with these cardboards. And that's how the ball got rolling. And from that trash, they realized that it's not only the cardboard you can use to make a book. You could use the metal. You can use the milk cartons. You can use... And, and that is the beauty of Libros Arte, that really the only limit in making Libros Arte is where your imagination would take you. You, you could use pipe cleaners, you could use clothes, you could use string, string thread, uh, buttons, just Anything, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like we look at these objects as inanimate things, but really we can make it into anything we want with using our imagination, which is exactly what the art exhibit stands for. And I just and, think that's amazing. And um, we had we've, we had two workshops with uh, to m learn how to make mm -hmm. libros libros cartonera. They were so good. And when we had the taller taller de libros arte mm -hmm. with uh, Paloma Celi Carvajal, who is uh, a librarian uh, in the New York Public Libraries, and who has been one of the most active person in um, giving visibility to these cartoneras editorials right from the get-go from the very beginning she got involved with their work and she uh, has facilitated many many workshops talks um to make these uh cartonera books uh, really visible in the world and not only the books made by the cartoneras but the idea of making libros arte is a possibility for everyone and I love that she said, and that um, phrase just keeps coming back to, to, to my head. Mm -hmm. um, she said, cartoneras are a convergence over time. And why did she say that? First of all, cartoneras is an initiative that is very environmentally focused and environmentally friendly. Remember, exactly. we are making books with recycled materials. We are... Uh, use, we are recycling uh, st uh, the materials to make the paper that are making the pages. We are recycling the carton that makes the the cover. We are recycling everything that we use to decorate them. It it could be recycled. You could use also like new stuff, like colors and watercolors. But um, also, uh, also a little um parentheses here mm -hmm. cartoneras have grown from 2003 to 2023 in only 20 years there are over 200 cartonera editorials in the world wow. and yes. and that is that takes me to aspect uh, to point number two of mm -hmm. why they are a convergence over times because they utilize social media to make first of all to make connections uh, with other editorials. Second of all, to uh, make their work visible. And what what is more of our times than social media? Right, exactly, exactly. Um, third, they um, they vary on their policies because there are, there are so many no, no one, they don't always follow the same policies, but 
most of them don't believe in copyrights. So they uh, they work with copyleft mm. authors or with their own um, authentic work. And it's, it's really um, refreshing to see this go in a world where you will get sued if you use the copyrights of a movie or if right. you use the copyrights of a book or, you yeah. know, it's, it, it's so scary and so... Yeah, a it lot we, of things are very sensitive. God our society second edition instead of third. Yo. <laughs> yeah, and, and our society gives so much important to the copyrights that and cartoneras uh really 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 doesn't authors make their purposely they make their work free. They make it available because they want it to be reproduced. They want right. they want their what they have to say to be available to other people. And they want to, they want editorials to be able to get these words out, this knowledge out, these mm. stories out. Because everybody has a story and it's so important that everyone is heard. And I think with how much effort that is being put in, there's just so much beauty and information and knowledge, like you said, that's combining and that's what's making it Libro Healthy. It's just, that's absolutely beautiful. And it also reminds me how you mentioned it's, environmentally ethical which is amazing it reminds yeah. me a lot of like um how we use those the same materials to make clothes it's like the same idea and i think it's so important with how the world is going especially in the environmental crisis that we are currently in i just think it's not only adding beauty but it's adding um environmentally it's very environmentally friendly yeah, yeah it's a very active effort to right. to stop uh to or to contrast the the effect that the traditional printing press has on the environment, on all of these trees and all of these um, ways that they have institutionalized of treating a book of you color it or you, mm -hmm. um, I don't know, you own it, yeah, you don't, know, you yeah. don't lend it, you, like it's you wouldn't really treat it with care as much as you would with the books that are handmade in the exhibition. I mean, yeah. you know, it's like we think of it as just uh, an inanimate object. Like I said, you read the book and that's that. I mean, you, you can throw it and it's not really going to leave. Maybe it'll leave a mark. But with these books yeah. that are handmade, that's so fragile. There's a fragility with it. And you you know, there's an essence to it too. And that's, there's an appreciation it's, that goes into all of it. It's, it's the knowing mm -hmm. of this was made by another person. This is, yeah, it's fragile. Okay. It took, and it's like you're treating it took effort. It took word. It took, you know, some, someone drew, drew all, all of those thoughts right. in that picture. And you would, it's almost how I'm thinking of it is that treat the book how you would treat that person. Exactly. Because exactly. yeah. that's their, their story. You know, you wouldn't want to diminish that. You know, you they want to be heard and you want, you know, listen to it. But don't, you know, try and you should treat it with care like you would with anybody. Yeah. And to even chime off a little bit of what you guys have been saying, just in general, the fact that there is a copy left versus copyright. So like you're producing knowledge. Like for me, Yerbas Poderosa is knowledge. It's like ancestral knowledge of mm -hmm. like a lot of the things that were in this book were reminding me of the DR. Like it's a Cuban book, um, but they were, it was reminding me of things that my family in the DR would do and how knowledge here is community mm -hmm. in a way, 
Like the community together goes to pick these cartons together. They made this book and just in general, how I feel like it's not just like a community resistance, but it's also just a community work. And also it's a big fuck you to big companies. Cause it's saying that, <laughs> no, it is. It's saying that the elite doesn't own knowledge. We all own knowledge and you can't suppress knowledge. You can't tell someone, Oh, well, you can't pay the twelve ninety five to read this thick volume. So you don't get that knowledge. You don't get knowledge because you can't afford a library card. You don't get knowledge because you just don't have money. And what even is right. that? It's ridiculous. So you're just basically monopolizing knowledge. You're saying mm -hmm. that because you have money, you're allowed to have all the knowledge and everyone else. Well, you have to just say, stay stupid and be stupid. Right. You can't be as enlightened as me. Yeah, exactly. And that uh, takes me to my uh, third reason why uh, really Libros Arte are a convergence over times because not only it makes the knowledge, like Bianca was saying, it makes that knowledge that was in those books that you need to pay for that are so expensive, that mm -hmm. are so controlled by the printing press that wants to profit off of you, you know, your access on to that knowledge depends on you having being able to pay that price. Right. Libros Arte makes then it, it the purpose is to distribute this knowledge, mm -hmm. to make it and also to make it fun. To make it you don't only get the book, but you get to decorate it. You get to be involved in the process of making it. And making it more visually capturing. And not only not only it makes the uh, the stories available or the knowledge we already have available, but it also allows people that have a story to tell of <laughs> want to write a book, want to let their voices be want, want to let their voices be heard, and and don't have that opportunity with the traditional uh, sense of of of. Writing, writing mm -hmm. is like it has to be reviewed and it has to be edited and it has to be you have to pay all this money or find sponsors right, that would right. that would pay for the printing of it. Mm -hmm. Libros Artes breaks with all of that is you want something to you want to write something, write it. Write it. Let's make it into a book. And this is how you do it. Here is the paper, here is the cardboard, here are the raw materials. You put in the the work, you put in your ideas, you put in you make you make the book. You you make it. You make right. the content, you make the art, you make everything in right. that in, in that book. And that has a lot of power because that gives people the power to express themselves. Exactly. And also I feel like no one's story, like it's your story, it shouldn't be edited by somebody else in a way. And also this it leaves room for inspiration for because it's accessible to anybody, you know, anybody can go in and, and you know, admire these works. It, it also leaves room for inspiration within that person or the viewer, you know, makes, to go out and, you know, share their own story. It makes, it makes room for those stories that haven't been out, that haven't been put out there. It makes space for those stories to be out there. For example, there are books of indigenous, Mayan indigenous uh, knowledge past generation by generation by generation mm -hmm. that hadn't been written. This guy wrote it on a libro arte, on leaves, on like 
three leaves. Amazing. Made this beautiful That's libro artist. I'm actually with- gonna cry. That just remind it reminds me of the DR. It just it reminds me of home. Like things aren't always written down. Like they're spoken to you, and then to have them written down and to form part of an elite that tells you you're not part. It just, I don't know. I feel like we make our own like space, and that makes me in a way sad that we have to make our own space. But it also kind of makes me like. It kind of just shows how badass we are that we always find a way to make our own space. Like we never like nunca no quedamos por vencido. Like we always find a way to like my English isn't coming out, but like we always find a way to superar and to Mm -hmm. just get there and get things done. Like literally like how I asked Claudia earlier, like these books were made because people didn't have money to afford to buy books or to like read them so like they took what they could so they can get this knowledge and like again it just to me shows the resistance of even though we're down bad we're not going to be so down bad that we won't have knowledge or we won't let our kids have knowledge like just that power and to take that is just like it makes me happy like it's a happy cry but also Mm -hmm. a sad cry To kind of pivot from there, Claudia, I was wondering if you could share um, what are some of the cultures that are represented in the Libros Artes that are um, shown at the Yobrimen? I know we had talked about Cuba. Are they all, you know, from Cuban culture? Are there kind of like a mezcla of a bunch of them? Oh, there are there are many Libros Artes that, that come from Cuba because there was a Libros Arte festival or fair um, when when Jesus went to Cuba to collect these books. So there were there were the availability of resources. I think when he went to Chiapas, Mexico to collect books, there was also affairs. So uh, Libros Artes from Spain. There are Libros Artes from Puerto Rico. There are Libros Artes from Argentina. So, uh, and this Libros Artes is not only, and, and I, I, I want to make this known, this is it's not only a Hispanic or Latino thing. It, there are uh, cartoneras editorials in France, for example. Wow. So uh, it's it's also what is so beautiful of it that not only it's become a community, a very tight um, sharing community, um, but that also reminded me that um, when when I went to a conversatorio to a talk with some of of these cartoneras editorials, they were saying how much the community was involved in helping them pick their materials, in helping them organize their workshops, be being involved and being uh, looking forward to help these uh, editorials prosper has been so important for the growth of these communities because most of these um, cartoneras communities are like I, I like that community based they uh they they want to work with their kids they want to help improve their communities and for their communities it it has been it has been amazing because they uh they make books and the idea of books more available to people, less foreign, less um, far from the reach. It puts them right at the, right at their hands. Almost empowers them in a way. 
and it exactly it empowers them to tell their stories um i think to kind of wrap up here i would love to know what would your carta mora look like what would your reader outfit look like what would you want your sumera what would you want your story oh that's a great question um i had never thought of that i had never thought of how i would make my art my own cartoneras book of myself but i feel like colors would just be like many colors and not not traditional i feel like kind of like lines and shapes are very traditional in my head so things that that kind of like are more abstract more merging together not you know with no delimited spaces i would say that i would try to make it very not delimited very open yeah and i mean bianca or sofia what would you make your tartamora out of or do you have any ideas of what you think it would look like oh <laughs> that's a very good question i actually <laughs> made one um I made a cartonera for the poem you actually heard at the the Voices event. Guys, it was a fantastic poem. I mean, even the poet there wanted to hear the rest of it. It was fantastic. I couldn't read the whole thing because it was seven pages. Oh, I'm an epica. Yeah, it was seven pages. And as I practiced it, I realized I was talking between 10 to 12 minutes. And I said, okay, maybe not the whole thing, (laughs) Bianca, calm down. So I read the last part, but... The way I made my cartonera was it was too, um, basically I made it so it would fold kind of like, I guess like a hamburger. Mm-hmm. And I had it start with basically um, a jungle and she, there was a moon and I tried to, I tried to draw, it's not good. I tried to draw her swinging on the moon and a little beam coming out. And then there's her little jungle world. Um, and then after you get into the jungle world, you go into, I have like a kind of a picture of her or a picture of a mermaid and her in water, because I said that in one part, I talk about colors and I talk about how she lives in a green world in the jungle, then a blue world under the sea. And then I made a world of white, which was her on the clouds. And then I end it with the dirt that goes back into the moon because I wanted to show that like life was cyclical because one of the lines that i put at the end was guía todos en mi fragmentación like she guided everyone in her fragmented body so i wanted to draw little bones in the dirt and show how even in death like she will jessica ruby mori she's a trans woman who was murdered in the dr how she's still in death is shining a light on those women's bodies so that they can be found and so she even herself could be found because they found her, like, um, remains. Yeah, her remains and just like a wasteland in the DR. And I wanted to do something like that to show that, like, the communities, we protect each other. And I wanted to show that how she not only continues to protect people, but how these stories, these violences are at this point just cyclical. And I just wanted to put those things in there and it was actually really nice. Someone made, um, someone said they were inspired by my poem and they made their own libro alte based on my poem and it made me really happy. It was a That's moon amazing. flashing okay. down on light, flashing down on a face that she made with a pipe cleaner. And I just, re- 